This is Sell More Floors. And here are your hosts, Cameron Garver and Cody Toland. All right, guys, welcome to Sell More Floors here today, our first episode. We want to welcome you and thank you guys for tuning in. want to have a quick word to our sponsor, Easy Concrete Supplies. Everything you need decorative concrete material, they make buying concrete supplies easy. I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Cameron Garver. I am one of the hosts here at Selmore Floors, and I'm brought with today Cody Tolan. Uh, hey, guys. Cody Tolan, co-host here. And Corey Henson's tuning in today as well. Want to go ahead and pick his brain. Know that you guys know him a lot from the forums, badass. All you guys that uh, talk a lot of shit in there and stuff. It's it's definitely going to be a good episode. You're going to want to stay tuned. Corey, tell him hi. What's up, guys? Corey Henson, owner of Easy Concrete Supply. Um, I'm here to have a good time and answer some questions and <laughs> hang out. Yes, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Corey. You actually started in the industry. You didn't just jump in and start selling products. You actually, at one point in time, ran a business installing. Correct. Started as an installer. We'd, uh, we used like overlays mainly, stampable overlays. Spray down, textures, uh, epoxy, I mean, you name it. Then we started polishing, you know, grew from just running out of a garage to owning a location in Lima and having four crews. Um, Grew that and then started selling products for a local company, and now here I am. Started my own thing. So you did it for, how long were you an installer? How long did you own Redeck? Six to seven years. Six, seven years. And in that time, how much growth did you have year over year? I mean, because every time I sell, it's insane. Every time I'm talking to customers, they're saying they're having trouble getting jobs, this or that. But whenever I talk to you about it or I, you know, I have my customers that keep their pipeline full all the time. I mean, what's a little bit of advice you could give somebody that is having those issues getting jobs? Well, we were in Lima, Ohio, right? So yeah. I don't know if anybody knows Lima, Ohio. There's not much here. Bean town, baby. Yeah. So, I mean, I was doing estimates every day, not just one, at least five, ten, all over the place. I mean, when I first started, I was doing estimates in the dark. I couldn't even keep up. So, I mean, keeping the pipeline full, did you use a lot of social media? I feel like everyone nowadays, that's kind of the way they're going. Well, to be honest, back then there wasn't that much social media. Well, how'd you you reach these guys? So it was newspaper. Um, I did a lot in the newspaper. Every Sunday, you know, paid for full color, made it a coupon, right? So it looks like they had to cut it out. You know, you got the little old lady that still cleans her garage floor. (laughs) Um, Also did um, Town Money Saver. It's like a booklet that has pizza, you know. Like a coupons. Yeah, like, you know. Really? Clean your whole house for $59, all that crap. Flip the page, boom, there we are, full spread, full color. And wow. I never stopped. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing is you don't stop advertising. Do you think those are still, like, good forms of advertising for today? My opinion is yes, okay, because you still have the older generation, right, yeah. that has money. That the sense. boomers. Yeah, the boomers. You got the people that are out there, retired, sweeping their concrete floor. Probably have classic cars. Yeah. Yeah. Just, they're worried about the way their concrete looks. You know, if you talk to concrete guys, they'll tell you, 
I've been tearing out driveways, you know, like crazy that are almost perfectly fine or patios. Well, I would go and coat them, make them look new again. It's an easy sale if you think about it in terms of, like, actually replacing the entire driveway or the, the garage floor, you know? Oh, yeah, it's simple. It's, it's way less time, way less money, and it doesn't look like just a broom-finished concrete driveway, you know? All right, so you did all your own estimates then, right? You never hired somebody to go out and do estimates, or did you do all your estimates? How did that work out? Um, <laughs> my second year in it, I actually hired another guy to help me do all the estimates, and we actually split it up during the week because I couldn't handle everything. Right. So I would do, you know, two days. He would do two days, blah, blah, blah. And we uh, we had a company that actually answered the phone and scheduled all of our estimates. And we'd wake up in the morning, and we would know right where to go. Um, there was a situation one time I was doing an estimate, drove all the way there, go to the house, knock on the door, and I wrote down the wrong address. <laughs> so I was an hour and a half away, and it was like, I don't remember exactly. It was, I was supposed to be in Indian Lake. Okay. I don't remember if I, where I was exactly. But it was far away. But I wasted a lot of money, right? Right. So I hired a company. I think it was 150 bucks a month. That's where it started at, where they answered the phone. You know, And number one thing is if you don't answer the phone, you're going to sell the job? No. That's my opinion. I mean, I work with you all the time. You're on your phone every three minutes, it seems like. But, but I mean, a lot of guys out there, they're, they're running low on estimates. and they're, they're, they're having trouble closing jobs down. I mean, do you have any tips? Like, you know, I know that some guys show up and they just look like shit when yeah. they go out there on the job. I mean, yeah. they got baggy, dirty clothes on, things like that. But the fact is... That's, is that how you presented yourself to your customers when you were trying to close jobs? Or what did you have for you and this guy that you hired? I mean, at the beginning, when I was installing and selling, I would show up in whatever I was wearing that day that might have been covered in epoxy or concrete. But if you show up on time yeah, and just act professional and busy, they, and I really don't think they care. Right. You know? So maybe the attire is not that big of a deal. No, that's not that necessary in my opinion. But wear something that has your company name on it, not like a Sherwin-Williams white shirt that's yellow from three <laughs> years ago. And it's got it looks bush like light shit. stains on yeah. it. Shit. <laughs> with, with chew in your teeth, you know. At least clean up a little bit, you yeah. know. That's how Cody looks all the time. Every day, man. Yeah. It's, a, it's a struggle. Yeah, it's, it's not good. But, I mean – and one other thing that I'm having issues with with a lot of customers is that they don't ask for the sale. They don't ask for the sale that day. They want to go let the customer think about it. Then they want to call them back or wait forever to deliver numbers. Yeah. Which when I sell floors, it's not like that. You know, I'm nice. there. I take my sheet, my estimate sheet. I write, write the entire process down, educate them on the process. Yep. On top of that, I'm also going to deliver numbers there, and I'm going to ask them to pay that day. It's not always going to work out, but I feel like it has to help a lot. And what would you say about that? Man, usually when I showed up, I would leave the truck running because that's my office. AC's on. I would jump out with a measure, measure everything. Um, 
you know, I even had like a moisture meter from Lowe's that didn't do shit. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, just it's, for dry, it's for drywall, right? It's not an actual moisture meter for concrete. I'd act like I was putting it on the ground. It'd beep some. <laughs> I'd measure everything out, draw it even on there, right? And I'd have my three sample boards of the colors I wanted them to buy, not saying, hey, here's a book. Here's 7,000 colors that you have to choose from that your wife's never going to figure out, <laughs> right? Yes. So you got to be simple to the point. But then when you're done, you're right. Show them the price. Go to your truck. Take five minutes. It's not rocket science. Yeah. You know, we'll, you know, we always told them what they should sell the floor for and what their cost would be. A flake floor doesn't really change that much. You know that, Cody. Right. It, it just, it's always going to be that price unless you add a bunch of crack repair, whatnot. Yeah. Then you just add, okay, I'm going to charge another $150 for crack repair. Right. Yeah. It just seems like people overcomplicate it a lot of times. And I think that they're scared to maybe deliver numbers because in their mind, they think it's expensive. But if they think it's expensive, there's no way in hell they're going to sell someone else on actually doing it. Yeah, you can't think with your wallet. Plain right. and simple. I've said that so many times. You, you can't think with your wallet, you know. Because, mm-hmm. perfect example, I went to a job one time. This guy walks out in a wife beater. You know, he's got the it's a good dude. Velcro <laughs> shoes, you know, older guy. Swag. Got an old Buick in the driveway, and I go, eh, this is a waste of time, right? <laughs> Well, then he's like, I want, to look, want you to look at the garage. Hits the button. There's a brand new BMW sitting there and like no an shit. old Cobra Roadster, right? Jeez. I got done. I sold the garage floor. And then when I was leaving, he goes, hey, can we do this on the driveway? It was like $30,000. And originally I first thought this is a waste of time. So you never know. Can't judge a book no. by its cover. Right. Well, and that brings up an interesting point. We've talked a few different times. Like, So you stole not only the garage and the driveway, and with you and your coatings business, you said so many times, like, you, you weren't, you didn't, I guess, pinhole yourself into, like, just being a flake floor guy or just being a metallic guy. So, like, talk a little bit about how you would, like, cross-sell and, and maybe coat everything or at least put something on your customer's concrete, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. One of the One of the things I did... You know, you're walking over the driveway. Let's say they wanted their, their garage floor done, right? You're walking across the driveway. So when I was done quoting the garage floor, I walked the driveway to see how many square feet it was. Right. And then I would sell them on the True Shield sealer, you know. When's the last time you sealed your driveway? Uh, 26 years ago <laughs> when we poured it new. Does it need sealed? You know, well, you can see the pot. Pitting, the popping, and all that, right? Yeah. Oh, sure, you know. So then I'd always have a block that I, like a landscape block, mm-hmm. that was half sealed. Pour water on it. They could see them. Oh, dang. It rolls right off there. Oh, cool, you know. So the garage floor, coat it, let's say $3,500, right? The driveway was $2,000. I'd give them both quotes, and i say, well, I'll tell you what. If you do both, I'll knock $500 off the driveway. What would you say your close rate would be on that? I mean, how many times often would they just add that on there and say, you know, screw it, let's do 60%. it? 60%. And 
And that's just all, I mean, the cost of sealing a driveway is not expensive. That's no. a lot of profit just being yeah. added. And if you do that for a year, you can only imagine how much you're adding to your, oh, your we ended bottom up, line. Yeah, we ended up where we were doing so many, we just had a separate crew that just did that. Or at the beginning, I was like, oh, the, the guys can install the garage floor, and then they can wash and seal the driveway. Well, that took too much time. We were doing, you know, floor's done, next floor. And we had guys coming in after that, and they would clean up the mess that the, the, the floor guys made with the flakes, you know, yeah, stuff like that. And that. That's something that's so simple. It sounds like all you did was just bring it up to them. Hey, have you done this? This is what it would cost. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, All right, so you're doing their garage, right? Mm-hmm. They probably have a front porch. Right? Most likely, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> would all you had to do is say, hey, do you want your front porch done to look just like your garage? I don't like that color. I don't know. I don't think it'll look good. Yeah. When you say that. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> show them all different <laughs> styles. You can add a border. You know, you can do all kinds of stuff. It's. I mean, you're. Wa- I always say, remember, what? you're walking over profit. And don't don't walk over your profit. I yeah. think that's what you say a lot. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and the thing about it is, I do want to pause here for a second, backtrack a little bit. You said that you hired a company to actually answer the phones for you, and I mean, that's a huge benefit to you as a business owner, actually staying in contact with your customers and hiring people to do that freeing you up to go out and execute the estimates. I mean, would you advise any small business who's trying to grow to find a company like that to start answering the phones and setting estimates for them? Well, okay, so to be truthful, right? Yeah. We all sell coatings. Yeah. How many times your guy answer the phone? Oh. It depends on the day. Okay, guess, perfect, right? Yeah, it's, it's not So if you hired a company and you had an actual phone number yeah. and a lady would answer the phone, hey, this is I Heart Coatings. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell them what to say. Yeah, they say shit. the whole thing. No yeah. way. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. There's companies that do that, and it's it, it's affordable. So what do they do? They just answer the phone and then send you a message or an email with a transcript well, or a date to call back or They weed out all the stupid stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So this doesn't go over blacktop. You'll never have to have that phone call again. Yeah. Right? They weed that out. Okay. All right? So they say, okay, I want a pool done. So they're they're putting all this in their computer, and then when they're done – so you put all that qualified things in there. Both people need to be there. That's one qualifier, you know. Then at the end, they set they set up the whole thing. They'll say, okay, Tuesday at uh, 4 o'clock, we're for you. Yep, blah, blah, blah. Boom. Gets sent to your phone. Most of them have an app. So you could literally be sitting there taking a shit and then just go, boom. Boom. Yeah. There's one. Yep. There's I wake one. up in the morning. Back then, I would wake up, and, like, every day I would tell my wife, I'm like, Holy shit, there's 15 estimates for me to do today. I will not be home till 11. <laughs> and for these other contractors that say to me, oh, I can't find any work, can't find any jobs. Well, when's the last time you advertised? Uh. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, they're like, well, what's that? Word of mouth. <laughs> oh, dude. They always Nobody talks say- to anybody. They're covered with masks. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got masks on now. But it's afraid of each other. Can't yeah. within six feet. <laughs> Advertise. I mean, the word of mouth thing is huge, but it's like I feel like you have to establish yourself through social media and other, you know, creative ways. 
before you get that word of mouth repeat business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There is going to come a point where you might not have to put all that money in advertising because you got such a good name, but that ain't going to be your first year or two. Yeah. You're going to have to Does work McDonald's for that. Does McDonald's stop advertising? No, I hear I'm loving it in my head every day. My kids, <laughs> my kids are always, let's just go to McDonald's. They're still advertising. You know what I mean? It's like even Pepsi. Do they really need to advertise? I mean, yeah. if they stop advertising, you're going to say, I'm just not going to drink Pepsi anymore. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, one of the things it's like, you know, obviously what we've been talking about, but it's like, it's easier for people to piss and moan and just be like, oh, no one's, no one's buying. Well, are you really trying to build value in what you yeah. do? You have to be like your biggest fan. You can't just walk in there and just, you know, let it all hang and just deliver. Yeah. Not like you have to, like, hey, I've been in business this long. This is the warranty we offer. This is the product that we use. This is why it's superior to other products. This is why someone else might come in here and bid it lower. Make sure you ask these questions if you get a competitive bid. I hope you right. don't. But, I mean, there's just, there's so many ways that you can approach a situation and be a professional about it yeah. that I just don't see a lot of. I, this is my opinion. I think that a lot of these guys think running their own business is something that's going to be easy to do. And, oh, yeah. you know, you still have to have a schedule. You still have to get up 7 o'clock. If you work from home, go out to your garage, get on the phone, go drive around, hand out business cards, go on Facebook, market yourself, right? right. Go to the local concrete guy that's pouring concrete everywhere and say, hey, if you get me a job, I'll send you, like, 10%. Because how many times are they being called to tear something out? And he'll go, hey, oh, that's a you good might want to call, you know, Corey over there, and he can. Hey, Corey's yeah. good. He does good work. <laughs> right? Oh, you're right. after? Right. <laughs> that's just, an interesting way to do it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And I'll probably piss a lot of people off on here, but. If you're if you're not your own you know or if you're a business owner and you're not getting up and hustling the whole time, go work at McDonald's. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna piss anyone off. I mean, I think it's gonna be a hard truth for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, the thing is though, like people, when the hardest people I've ever seen in my life who work the hardest are the people that own their own business. You know what I'm saying? Like, so people get this idea that if I start a coatings company. I'm just going to throw a Facebook page together and I'm going to be a, a millionaire. <laughs> you, you almost could. But if you answered the messages, if you work hard, though, that's the yeah. thing. You have to hustle. That's what it all boils down to, man. So many people get in this, you know, they buy like, a, you know, a starter pack that all these companies offer and stuff like that. And they might go attend their training, but then they get home and then you don't hear from them. What do I do? What do, what do I do now? I'm like, oh, you know. I mean, even Cody can sell floors. Right? Amazingly. He's, yeah. go he's goofy son bitch. I am. He can drive 10,000 square feet in 25 minutes. Oh, well, very Oh, fast. yeah. You guys all know Cody. Yeah. If any yeah. of you guys are from Badass Listen, Cody, how fast did you grind that? Uh, well, it was 4,250 square feet in about an hour. Wow. With a Delta. It was fast. And that wasn't even you grinding it, so. Yeah. I thought you were using an edge grinder. Well, sometimes I'll hop on there with a hand grinder, get it done a little faster. You are the fastest edge grinder this side of the Mississippi. I do know that. Oh, and oh. the auto scrubber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the auto scrubber. Don't go off of tech data, Cody. 
But yeah. nobody believes that. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that you brought up though I did like is that you actually formed alliances with guys that were doing like flat work and stuff like that around town. I mean, ten percent—that's not much to offer if you have a lot of guys yeah. out there working for you. A lot of those guys don't even want the money. They don't want to do the jobs. They don't want to go over to, you know, Mildred's house and tear up her yeah. garage floor because they don't like to do garages. They're they, not. They want the big gigs. Yeah, doing a garage is difficult, right? Yeah, you, you got to. You know, either you do it by hand or you get a skid loader in there, and, and then they got to do manual labor, and nobody wants to do that. So right, we can code it for a fraction of the price and get it done in a day or two. I mean, think about that. Yeah. It's insane. It really is if you break it down like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Not It's crazy to consider another alternative versus that. It's so yeah. black and white. How about just go to a local builder and say, hey, why not just finance every one of these floors into every build you do i'll go do your spec home for free put some cards up i'll go do the estimate you sell the floor you know it's it's that easy i mean if you go ahead and do that i mean it, for the the customer's mortgage is going to go up like 12 bucks a month and that's not horrible even, yeah <laughs> they're not even going <laughs> to notice it no. they're still getting their floors done Dude, people are building houses so fast i don't even know where the the money's coming from. And I got a lot of customers out in Boise, Idaho right now, and it is insane out yeah. there right now, man. And they are killing it with some of these new builds. It's crazy. Like, uh, it, I, it's just there's so many opportunities in this industry, and so many times I have people who are just having issues selling floors, cultivating leads, and it's nice to at least hear that, you know, Back then, you were doing different creative things now. Back in the old days. In the olden days. But right now, I mean, you own Dude. Easy Concrete Supply, though, so it's like... Right you, now, it'd have 75 crews in every state. It, it, You could multiply... If you just listen to the way we tell you to do things, you will make it. It's, it's almost impossible to fail. Unless, of course, you know, you're not very good. Right. Or if you, uh, somebody makes a TikTok because you made a bad floor and <laughs> you go oh, from a five-star company was, to a one-star company. So, I feel overnight. sorry for that company. Man. Oh, that was crazy. That's not good for the industry at all, no. man. That no. that was bad. Holy that, shit. They should have just done the right thing and went and fixed the floor. Yeah, I think that that was just... A, uh, right now they're praying that they can go fix the floor. <laughs> I know. That was horrible. I remember you you sent that to me, I think. Or maybe... I, it, it was either me or Taylor or something. Yeah. I saw it when I was on vacation. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. Not like, oh, good. Shit. Those guys better keep advertising in the newspaper because they ain't got TikTok. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even on TikTok and I saw that. Like, it was... <laughs> well, TikTok's an interesting one, though, because, like, I have a couple customers. And I know you do. You have a guy who has, like... 300,000 followers on TikTok, and he just does flake floors but, and stuff. Yeah, well, Texas, yeah. Robert Ward takes care of him now, I think. But, yeah, I like me and him, <laughs> me and him talked uh, talked about it. And, uh, yeah, he, was, he had like 300,000-some followers from one post. It was just him flaking a garage floor, and it oh, blew shit. up at over a million views. Well, Easy Concrete's TikTok has over a quarter million views of Corey doing a goddamn countertop. Yeah. <laughs> Just pouring epoxy on a countertop. It's the weirdest thing. I yeah. don't understand how these algorithms. Well, well, there's some things that are just satisfying to watch. I mean, like like pressure washing. Like you had a video on, an, oh, on yeah. a, like an auto scrubber. Not an auto scrubber, a surface cleaner. Yeah. And that blew up a little bit. Oh, yeah, know? dude. Yeah. I watch that before I go to bed at night, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> me too, to be honest. That <laughs> other one that had a bunch of views was me panning the showroom 
and Cody was standing there. Was his ass cheeks hanging out or something? He was leaning over the bench. It made no sense at all. It was like a for you page video. It was, but that's just another thing, though. It's like, look. It's simple. If you do that, you know, it sounds stupid. But if you don't do stupid stuff sometimes, you know you could be missing out on a huge market. Yeah. You know, I mean, a quarter of a million views – I mean, how many newspapers do you have to post in to get that many people to freaking see it? Like, TikTok's yeah. insane. Yeah, it is. Well, it's also just like looking at like just a regular old Facebook post that you, you can just post mm-hmm. and some of your friends will see it. And then you can post and like actually boost it. And the numbers, like the amount of people that see it is like increased by like 10. They're well, times 10 for the most part. Like 12 people might see a regular post. You put $5 on it and then all of a sudden like, uh, uh, 1,200 people might see it. It's insane. It's all about exposure from what I, you know, from everything I've heard and know. It's just the more exposure you just get. Just throw money at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, if you think that you don't have any money, just keep throwing money at it. Because yeah. <laughs> it will work, I'm telling you. Dude, and like you can go in there and you could like on a Facebook ad, for instance. I mean, you know, at Easy Concrete, we have like, uh, you know, demographics. You could set this age group. Cody, if you drop your yeah, phone again, quick. I swear to God. <laughs> Dude, put the phones put the phones up here, bro. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, I just thought of real quick though. Oh yes. Yeah, On Facebook. It. All right. All right. Yeah. Go so, ahead. So I said, keep throwing money at it. I understand that some of these new guys might not have much money, so right. don't don't take that the wrong way. So here is a cheap, easy, free way to do it. Right. Post on Facebook, then. Make sure you go to every single garage sale group, man cave group, car group, car coffee group, all on Facebook. You know what I'm talking about? The groups on oh, Facebook? Yeah. Dude, there's tons of groups. Share it on every single one every day. I actually forgot to bring this up to you, dude. I'm in a Blackstone griddle group because I yeah. love my Blackstone, man. Yeah. I cook shit up on that. Yeah. Some guy actually posted his kitchen set up on his back patio and he had epoxy countertops and he had a flake floor yeah some other guy said hey Who's... how'd you get that done yep in a freaking i forget the name of the company they were in tennessee but they jumped on oh, yeah. it they were like we did this work we epoxied their countertops we did the uh we did the flexible concrete coating on the back patio there with a solid color chip yep. and boom and then as soon as he sold that one that guy posted it, and I swear to God, he's sold at least five jobs off of that, and he's yeah, traveled to it. Yeah, how much is that? How much is that? And it was That's, free. Yeah. He literally just said, saw a guy post and say, that looks badass, dude. Yeah. Who did that? And then God knows how much money he made. He might be still doing floors today. If you can hear me, dude, good job. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> good job. That's awesome, man. No, it, that that's just shows you can you can – Drum up business for free. Well, yeah, and another free thing that I've, I've had a customer tell me, and every city has these. Lima has like three a year, and it's not the greatest city in the world, but just car shows. What? People that have yeah, Lima's booth. Well, no, Lima has these. It's just oh, regular car I mean, shows. Because Lima's like the best city in the oh, world. Well, <laughs> like <laughs> most murders per capita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Well, for a city its size, that is true. Um, also, exciting news: we got Israel Jackson said we are good to call now. 
Okay. Um, yeah. But, well, we'll 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 cut him in. You finish your thought real quick, and then we'll call that but, that yeah. handsome fellow. But uh, but yeah, we. I had a customer tell me one time he gets so much business in, in one year just by stopping to different car shows. Every single person he goes there, he talks to these people about the cars. He shows them pictures of similar cars on their floors, and people are like, "Oh shit, I want one of those. How much would that run?" And they have a yeah. nice classic car, so they can afford it for the most part. Put a it, booth at the fairgrounds. Yeah. You gotta get creative, and if you don't get creative. You're going to go broke to the people that are going and getting creative, <laughs> in my opinion. I mean, honestly, it's a changing market every day. Yeah. There's something new every day yeah. that people are doing. I mean, the time that you've been in it since the very beginning when you're right. freaking posting and, you know, buying railroad bonds and stuff like that. <laughs> how? I, I mean, it's just so no. different. It's crazy. And it is, relatively speaking, yeah. it hasn't even been that long. Yeah. Right? I mean. Yeah, stop putting your money in Bitcoin. Start a business. Well, I mean, hey. I mean, maybe. Bitcoin, I don't know. (laughs) We have Israel Jackson on the line. Uh, Thanks for joining us today, man. How you doing today? Good, good. Well, dude, I know, uh, you know, it's awesome of you to come and, uh, you know, be on our podcast here. The first guest, you got to be feeling pretty important right now. Privileged. Introduced as the most talented metallic or epoxy flooring like layer in in the nation. The layer in the nation. Yeah, the, man. The legend. <laughs> well, dude. Well, like I said, I man. All that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Your work's pretty badass. Not gonna lie. But um, you know, we were talking to Corey about you know how he started his business and stuff like that, and and obviously you got a very successful thing going on. You made quite the name for yourself. We hoping maybe you could shed some light on shed some light on yeah i mean how how did you get started in this business i mean what did you wake up one day and say i'm gonna lay the dopest metallic floors ever or like how did that come to happen not really man when i started i was laying terrible metallic floors just (laughs) god awful (laughs) um a lot of i actually i messed up a whole lot of things just to just to get them right um that's why I always tell people, you know, when you're starting out, you're going to screw up. Go ahead and expect it. But you'll make it right and move on and get better and better and better. So it's just a trial so it's, by it's, error thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not one of those things that you're just going to pick up. That I mean, you can get the basics pretty fast, but getting everything dialed in and tuned in, it, it's going to take time, you know. Um, I screwed up a lot of floors, Israel, <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I did, a, I did a stamp job you one time. About it. Like, if, if, say, you paint cars for a living, I guarantee you the first car you paint is going to be shitty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like Taco Bell shit, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, like, <laughs> well, this might be interesting. <laughs> Tell us a story about the the thing you screwed up, like the absolute worst, and like how you rectified it after. But yeah, I want to hear your please. biggest screw-up and how you made it right. <laughs> So, all right, so, so at first, you know, it was all about um, basically just cutting corners, thinking, well, I can get by without doing this or without doing that. So prep work wasn't up to par, um, and that's that's a huge thing. You know, whatever your – however you prep and however that substrate is after you prep is going to reflect in your final floor. And then your base coats, you know, um, I would throw down a primer and say, oh, yeah, that's good enough. It's, it's black and it's down there. Well, then I started thinking, if I couldn't leave this base coat and it would be aesthetically pleasing, then whatever goes on top of that probably isn't either. Exactly. 
So you know what I'm saying. Hey, can you, you say that again? Yeah. Slower. Yeah, just repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, that, that's dude. A lot of people send me the picture of their base coat, and I'm like, they're like, is this good? I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> I went to a floor one time after they sanded it, and I'm just walking around, and I just take my hand as simple as that, and take my hand and wipe it, and my hand was completely full of the dust from sanding. And I said, did you clean the floor yet? Oh, yeah, two times. I'm like, there's yeah. no way. There's no way. There's drywall chunks off the side. Looks like Scarface sneezed on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just... I mean, Now, when I say that, I'm, you know, I'm talking about a metallic floor. Now, mm-hmm. if you're doing yes. a full flake, full broadcast coverage, yeah, yeah if, if there's a little imperfection here and there, and you've got good bonds, you know, you're more than likely you're going to be fine. But people use metallic coatings, and they don't realize, or maybe they do, but they're semi-translucent. Yep. So what, what's under that a lot of times will show. So if you have anything sticking up in that base coat, and then you're using something that really levels out, it's going to create comets, and it's going to look terrible. And I mean, like I said, you just got to – if you can't leave that, like if you couldn't walk away from it, and, and be happy with the way that base coat looks, then you probably shouldn't continue. That's a good point, man. And and actually, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I do have a question that I wanted to ask you because I get a lot of guys who want to get in the business. You know, they buy like a starter package and they want to start laying floors and this and that. What do you recommend? Say they do flake floors primarily. Do you say that they should uh-huh. just jump in and do a customer metallic floor for their first one? Or, I mean... How do you think they should branch into that? Because part of me feels like they need to practice some way to hone their craft a little bit before they do that. But I could be completely wrong. I'm an idiot. But what would you recommend? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I think I would agree with that. Um, I would say, and not even not a partial broadcast, a full broadcast. Because um, then you've got, if you have an error, it's easier to just you know hide it a little bit. When I say hide. It's not that there's going to be anything wrong with the floor, but you don't have to be as perfect. Right. So that's why I'm, I would say, hey, stick to this and don't do large areas. You, you're going to get you know, asked to do big areas and different types of things. Just be completely honest with the customer and yourself. You know, Stick with that 1,000 square feet or less of a full broadcast floor. Exactly. Until you until you've got that like, man, I could damn near do this in my sleep. Yeah. Then start start adding on to it. So don't bite off more than you can chew otherwise. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know, you it, it, I'm sure uh you know, a lot of these like, you know, just an NBA player for example, he didn't have all those skills at one time. You have to build them. Exactly. You have to practice that you know, every it, day, man. Anybody can throw a punch. Not everybody's a boxer. So, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. That's very boxers, true. Boxers, you know, they, they throw. Learn one thing, add to it, and just keep on adding. They also need to learn how to adapt to every floor and every situation. I think me and you talked about that one time as yeah. well on the phone. A lot of these guys, instead of uh, adapting, they throw their hands up and uh, ask questions on, you know, the forums instead of just adapting and then their, you know, their floor is screwed up. It's shit now because they're dried. 
you got to make you got to <laughs> adapt a little bit you know yeah it, it's dry um you know and, and yeah once you're in the middle of it once you're in in your process of doing that floor oh man if something happens just stay calm fix it and and move on don't just throw your stuff down and say you know this is messed up and all that like um I think we, so we were putting down a, a tinted polyaspartic one time and one of my guys mixed a water-based pigment into it. Oh. Well, then it got dumped on the floor. That's happened before. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just Cody one of those things. Hey, get, get squeezies, get it all up. We're not just going to let it sit there and see what happens. No. <laughs> right. Act quick. <laughs> Grab the shop vac. <laughs> you better go to Harbor Freight and pick another one up right away. <laughs> But, yeah. but I mean, and that's another good point, man. But, but for me, you know, obviously everyone's different with how they run their crew. I mean, are you a one-man crew? Do you have a couple guys that work for you? I mean, what's your setup like? Because before you jumped on here, we were talking to, to Corey about how he goes and does estimates and grows his business. I mean, how are you generating the majority of your leads coming in? I mean, obviously your work, posting that's got to help. Yeah. What are you doing to market yeah. yourself? So – now it's it's kind of at the point where everything I, I would say mostly everything I do is a referral. Um, I don't really. Have any, you need to advertise, yeah. brother. <laughs> <laughs> I just got done telling everybody advertise, advertise. Israel comes well, in here, he's so, like, "I'm a badass. I yeah. don't need. Do I don't no, need to." No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. No, I, I get it. If you're if you're if you're starting out. Yeah. yeah, you definitely need to advertise. You have to get yourself out there some somehow, some way. And that's probably the best way to do it. That's how I started was advertising. And then after time, you know, time goes on, that you'll slow down on your advertising because your customers are going to advertise for you. Yeah. So would you say all of your leads now are, like, qualified? You already kind of, you know, have a warm introduction to the so, person, have a pretty good idea of what they're wanting to spend, things like that. Make, it, is it easy for you to sell a job now? So, yeah, so that's, that's the good thing about when you get to the point to where most of your stuff is referrals because what will happen is you've just done this floor for somebody. Well, somebody's going to go over there and see it, and then they're going to – you know, a lot of times people will say, well, I ain't going to tell the price you gave me. You know, bullshit. They're going to tell me. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so their buddy comes over there, and they're talking about the floor, and he's like, well, yeah, he charged me this. Well, that guy right there already has an idea in his head. Yep. So if he calls you, you more than likely got the job. He wouldn't call you if it was already out of his range or whatever the case may be. So you're at the then point probably. That, oh, go ahead. Yeah, then on top of that, a lot of the work – you'll wind up doing is for business owners. Like you'll have a, uh, somebody call you to, Hey, come do my, my garage. Yeah. Next thing you know, they own a damn car dealership. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That happened to me so, about three years in. It, it was, it was super easy to get work too. It's same thing. You know, you're doing somebody's garage and then they're like, Oh, Hey, I own a plastic factory. I need my whole, 40,000 square feet polished. Do you do that? My grandma's 90. She doesn't care what she does with her money. You want to come epoxy her walls? <laughs> you know? Well, and that's the thing. And, and let's be honest. If, if you're starting out and you're in the residential market, you know, this isn't saying anything bad, but people don't have – homeowners do not have to have this. So the people that get it typically have the money sitting around to 
who get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm trying to make it. They have that excess income. Sounds terrible, but yeah, no, you're good. If not. If not, take so, credit cards. That's what he's trying to say, guys. They don't have the cash. Make sure you take a credit card because a lot of these people ain't got any damn money. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's well, definitely yeah, it. I mean, that's true. Say you go to a garage and your, your price on it is $2,800. Yeah. Well, if somebody puts a, a, you know, a garage floor coating in their house and they don't have the money to get it, it's probably not a good idea for them to finance it anyway. <laughs> That's very true, actually. <laughs> now, you you personally, like, you know, you do, you probably don't get into too many bidding wars. Most of the people that call you, they want you, Israel Jackson, to do their floors. But, I mean, in the point when you started, when you ran up against competitors that might have had a better price than you or something like that, I mean, is there any tips and tricks you can share on how you build value with what you were bringing to the table and sell that floor? Yeah, so if you're not say say you haven't done a, a ton of work and, and your name's not all the you know out there and all that kind of stuff and you you get into that position again, be honest though. Don't don't tell them, hey, I'm the best in the world at this and all this stuff just to get them to do it. You know, maybe ask them, say, well, where what can I do? Is there something I can do? What's your budget? And, and a lot of times people think, well, if he's asking me my budget, he's trying to get me. No, I'm not. I really do want to know your budget because then I can come up with a system that might work for you. Right. That's yeah. a good talk. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you have to say. <clears throat> a a lot professional. Of, I think a lot of people in the industry that are out there, you know, selling jobs, they give them the quote, it's $3,500. They're like, oh, okay, um, thanks. You know, well. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, build it. Build a different, not, you know, yeah, give them something yeah, else. Not only that, but guys will tell you, like, you shouldn't be charging any less than $6 a, a foot for a flake floor. You'll hear that. Oh, yeah. So oh, listen yeah. to me. If you don't have any work and you can go charge five, you're going to do it. You have to pay your – you know what I'm saying? You have to pay your bills. It's not that you will do that all the time, yeah. but sometimes <clears throat> you can lose a little profit to make a little money right. if, if you're in that position. Listen, when I was doing floors, I wasn't going to waste my time. All right, I'm going there. I'm going to sell them something. You know, it could be yeah. a full flake. That's what I prefer. It could be a 10% broadcast. It could be gray. It could be one coat of gray. I'm not fixing your damn cracks, whatever. I'm going to sell you something, right? Because <laughs> you got all your employees that you're responsible for putting food on their table. You know, I'm not going to just stand there and say, oh, shit, I didn't sell nothing today. No, I'm not going to do it. Get the guys out there telling them to wash his car for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can wash your car into no, your garage floor. What's your uh, so Corey? You got that, that the filler, the water repellent filler, right? Yeah, True Shield. I was talking about that earlier. Right, <clears throat> True Shield. So you go to a job and you're like, well, man, that's you know for the garage, and you notice that they have a driveway that's kind of you know out of shape and could use that. Bring that up. Say, well, yep. what about, you know, we could still do something with this out here. Boom. You, at least you're going to make something. Yeah, and you should definitely. What you should do is if. If your customers can't, you know, afford it or they don't think there's enough value in it, you should make fun of them for not being in a position where they can they can buy it, right? Loser. <laughs> uh, That's probably good I for business. <laughs> Man, I tell you, one time, guys, I, I, we went to the job, you know, I got the guys ready, and I was showing them everything they had to do. 
you know the like the little concrete stoop that's right out in front of your you know your just man door yeah we did four of those and the garage floor <laughs> and the guys are like what'd you do to sell every single piece of concrete that yeah i'm like hell what yeah do <laughs> you like getting your paychecks yeah <laughs> it's like the guy's like can you do it here can you do it this one can you? i'm like yeah Let's go. <laughs> yeah, because you know you've got that what three quarts of base or something that you're going yeah. to toss anyway. So it's like, hey, dude, I can do this set of steps over here for extra 150, 200 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> the point is, is just in the beginning, you're going to have to get creative until you get to the point where you're like Israel and you've been successful in the industry and you have a lot of floors that you could share pictures of to really sell yourself on it. You're going to have to get creative. You know, take yeah. pride in your work. That's a big thing. Yeah. Take pride in your work because everybody is going to look at that job for the rest of that floor's life. And you don't want the customer to say, yeah. you know, hey, so-and-so did a shitty job on this floor. You want them to say, you need to go with this guy. He did an amazing job. That's how you get referrals. Yep. yep. Simple. Yep. And you... You know, and like, if you're, you're... And when you're starting out, you're it's going to happen. You're going to do one and you're going to lose money because you're going to have to redo it or there's something. Oh, yeah. Don't let that stop you. You're, you're going to lose at some point. Yep. I mean, hell, I even lose sometimes still, you know, there, there is problems. There are things that happen, but if you can win 90 times out of a hundred, I'll take those 10 losses. Right. I agree. Doesn't mean it doesn't mean you don't correct it. It just means maybe you, you, you only made 20 bucks. Yeah. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> These guys also, everybody that, you know, that's listens to this, you need to remember that your company needs to be in a financial position that you're actually able to do quality work. And if people don't understand yeah. what that means is at the end of the week, don't blow all that money that you made, put it back into the company so you can afford, you know, a, a bad floor every once in a while. To make it right instead of walk away and, you know, ruin your company. Your reputation. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think if, if, if you charge $2,800 for that floor and it costs you 1400 to do it and you have to completely redo it, you know, well, you, you bought the material with your deposit and guess what? Now when they you get your final 1400 you just don't make any money, but you've, you've kept your name. And yeah. that'll go farther than just walking away from it. Exactly. You'll make that 1400 up. Well, the person the, the, the person that you treated right is going to sell you plenty enough floors just from that act yeah. of professionalism yep. that yep. it's going to more than re- reciprocate that loss. I mean, it, it just seems and, like a no-brainer. And you'd be surprised when you get that final check and they throw an extra two or 300 on there and you're right. like, oh, shit, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah some people aren't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, but – but like I said, Israel, I, I, we really appreciate you ha- coming on here, man. It's, uh, you know, we, we definitely look up to you and think you do great work, man. Um, and uh, like I said, man, we're very grateful that you, you came on today to share some of your wisdom. Well, can, can I ask one final question? Cody, we're almost out of time. you got to <laughs> hurry up. we got like two minutes. I'm curious, and I think this is important for like every uh, – like sales in every aspect i know like uh real estate agents that will go around christmas time and give people buckeyes and fudge for people that they sold houses to do and do any service after the sale that's maybe gotten you a few referrals um you know that way um no yeah i'll say i'll say hey send me some pictures of the floor with furniture okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah all right 
I was just curious. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, I mean, there's nice gestures you could do. I mean, if you have their contact, you know, send them a Christmas card or something. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, some, one, dude, one that little stuff, people love like, that stuff. If, say, you know, if you hire somebody to come cut your grass and things like that, usually you want them to come cut your grass and leave, and you want to see them again when they come and cut. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's. You know, you, if you go buy a truck, you don't want your car salesman to call you on your birthday. Yeah. I, well, I, I don't. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I bought the truck. I'll, I'll come back and buy another one. Here's a little tip. <laughs> this is what I did. So about six months after we did the floor, I would call them and say, hey, you ready for me to true shield your driveway yet? Oh, yeah. I'm going yeah, like- to knock $500 off just because you're existing customer. And you just, you know, you raise the price up to make that not such a bad loss but, yeah. and then they think oh gosh yeah. how nice that you know? don't call don't you know don't don't six months later send them a box of chocolate call them six months and find some more work yeah yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but hey, yeah. if you if you start sending boxes of chocolates to all your customers they're going to think you're making too much damn money so yeah yeah <laughs> maybe send them some rump roast or something or some beef jerky the cheap kind a turkey <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, my God. But, yeah, Israel, well, thanks again, man, for coming on. Uh, We appreciate it. And uh, everybody stay tuned for the next episode. We will be coming in hot. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Only Sector Spider ETFs divide the S&P 500 into 11 investable pieces. You can now customize the S&P 500 by overweighting and underweighting sectors to meet your investment objectives. Before investing, consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SectorSpiders.com for a prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. Distributed by Alps Portfolio Solutions Distributor, Inc., a FINRA member.